Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is People Every Day. Coming up, she's here. All about Prince Harry and Meghan's new baby Lilibet. Plus, Julianne Moore explains her eerie new show, Lisey's Story. Working with Stephen King is an absolute dream. It's June 7th. guys, welcome back to People Every Day. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, and it must be said, happy Monday. I was able to connect with some friends I haven't seen in a long time over the weekend and soak up some sunshine, so I hope you all were able to do something similar. I also got a chance to watch Simone Biles do what Simone Biles does, which is make history and blow all of our minds. On Sunday, she won her record seventh national women's all-around title at the U.S. Gymnastics Championship in Fort Worth, Texas. She debuted a new skill that is now named after her, and she is now the winningest of any American woman at the competition and well on her way to qualifying for and killing it on this year's Olympic team headed to Tokyo. So yes, that is a goat image that she has stitched into some of her leotards because, well, greatest of all time seems to be a fitting title, if you ask me. Well, later in the show, I talked to another woman who's an expert at her craft, Oscar-winning actress Julianne Moore, who is starring in Stephen King's creepy thriller series, Lisey's Story, on Apple TV+. We get into that and what working from home has been like for her and the family, so stick around for all of that. But first, let's get into the top story, and joining me now is Royals editor Michelle Talber to discuss none other than the newest royal on the scene, thanks to Harry and Meghan, and that is baby Lilibet. Hi, Michelle. How's it going? Hey, Janine. It's going great. It's been busy. Right? So busy. Yeah. So we we got the big news this weekend on Sunday uh, that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry announced the birth of their daughter named officially Lilibet Diana Mountbatten-Windsor. And they had the statement, of course, that they issued on their Archwell website that said, on June 4th, we were blessed with the arrival of our daughter, Lily. She is more than we could have ever imagined. And we remain grateful for the love and prayers we felt from across the globe. Thank you for your continued kindness and support during this very special time for our family. But it's a very special time for us too, right, Michelle? Like this is <laughs> this is what you've been waiting for. It is. It's go time. You know, in, in people world, anytime there's breaking royal news, that's always a busy time. But this is the kind that we wish for and, and welcome because it's so happy and filled with so much joy that the busyness aside, it's we're celebrating. Nice. nice. Well, where were you when the news broke? I always like to know this. Yeah. So I was home and um, I was getting ready to go see the first movie in the theater that I'd seen in, you know, a year and a half or whatever. Um, And I was like telling one of my kids, like, this is going to be great. You know, we are going to just have some popcorn and and we're going (laughs) to relax. And and Janine, thank goodness 
I brought my phone. It was a little <laughs> bit, uh, it was a little bit of a, a change of plans. And, um, but again, like something that, something that news that we were excited to hear for sure. For sure. So let, let's get into this special name, Lilibet. Yes. What can you tell us about this? We know, of course, it, it is an homage to the queen, but how so? So we have a new magazine at People the People Royals Quarterly Magazine, and we just did a feature on a book excerpt from a diary written at the time that Elizabeth and her sister Margaret were little girls. And we have this whole internal kind of back and forth about whether we could use the name Lilibet as the headline because it we didn't know if readers would recognize it. And I'm like, gosh, we were just like a month too soon because now everybody <laughs> would know that name. But yes, it was uh, Queen Elizabeth when she was Princess Elizabeth. Of course, she wasn't Queen when she was born, um, her childhood nickname, um, and it's still used by some very close members of the royal family. Um, many people uh, notice that there appeared to be a card on the casket of Prince Philip, her, her late husband, that mm-hmm. was signed from Lilibet. So it seems to be a nickname that was maybe still in use um, you know, with, with Prince Philip when he was alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there was a famous, many viewers of The Crown might remember, and, you know, history and and royal buffs that Queen Elizabeth and Margaret's father famously made a comment that Lilibet is my pride and Margaret is my joy, which mm. we won't talk about the childhood potential psychological damage of telling your kids. That. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole other thing. It was meant it was meant to be nice, um, <laughs> but uh, maybe pigeonhole them a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, it's got it's got a lot of, um, you know, historical significance. And then, you know, it, of course, the name Diana, you know, obviously Harry's late mother. Yeah. And what's interesting, Janine, is that we knew that bookies were trying to guess on whether it would be Diana. <laughs> a lot of people thought maybe Spencer would be the mm. name. Um, and so, you know, we were like everyone else, just kind of trying to make our best guesses. So it was nice to have it finally confirmed. Uh, and everyone on our staff was swooning. Everyone loves loves that name, Lilibet. And then there's Doria, right? Her her mom. So so explain that because at first I saw it and I was like, wait, where? How is that that any kind of tribute to her? But she had a nickname. Yeah. So Doria, when um, Megan was a little girl, would call Megan Flower. So now that we know that Lily will be the nickname for Lilibet, we know that that has additional significance, uh. which is really sweet. And don't forget that Megan carried the Lily of the Valley flowers in her bridal bouquet when she married Prince Harry. And that's something that Princess Diana did as well. Wow, this is almost like a like a Taylor Swift music video. I feel like <laughs> there's all these little nuggets that mean something. You're right. <laughs> that we're finding in this name. I love it. All these Easter yeah. eggs. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, Janine? You're absolutely right, because that's something that's sort of reflective of this couple. This couple is really about, um, you know, significance, layering in meaning. A name isn't just a name. It's always got for them a a lot of meaning behind it. Nice, nice. And so what did they have to say about welcoming their second child, especially a girl into their family? Like right right before this happened, we got Megan at the Global Citizen Festival. Let's listen to what Megan said. My husband and I are thrilled to soon be welcoming a daughter. When we think of her, we think of all the young women and girls around the globe who must be given the ability and support to lead us forward. 
Yeah. So, so what does this mean to them to have a girl? Yeah. You know, we know that um, Harry had had mentioned previously that it was a dream for for him to have a son and a daughter, you know, a, a set. And we also know that this is the completion of their family. They both said that four children is what they were looking to build with their family. And, you know, they, they gave a statement when uh, announcing the birth, saying that Lily is more than they could have ever imagined, which is, you know, a beautiful sentiment for new parents. Of course. Yeah, for sure. And then so Archie was born in the UK, like his dad. Yes. And Lily was born in the US, like her mom. Do we know if she'll have dual citizenship or how that'll shake out? Yeah, we expect for both kids to likely have dual citizenship. Um, but you know, I think you cannot underscore enough the significance of having a royal baby born in America. I mean, it's a really big deal and a historic. Yeah. Like I think, you know, I just kind of can't stop marveling at it. You know, that this little one who was eighth in line to the throne of England was born in, you know, Santa Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's pretty great. And then of course, speaking of all that, how has the queen reacted to her new namesake and, and the other members of the Royal family? So all of the members of the Royal family gave statements of congratulations to Meghan and Harry, wishing them, um, you know, well and and welcoming the new baby, welcoming baby Lily. Um, We did confirm that, in fact, the couple had sought permission um, and and, and notified the queen ahead of the birth that they would be using. They would like to honor her with this um, childhood nickname that the queen had. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it would not be something that. Harry would ever, Harry in particular, the fact that that's his grandmother would ever go rogue with and just like, surprise, <laughs> we named her Lilibet. So, um, you know, that was, that would be something they would have discussed. And, um, and, you know, next we're kind of trying to figure out when might, when might there be a family reunion? Um, yeah. Yeah. There's some talk. We, we had expected that Harry might go back to the UK for the unveiling of the princess Diana statue in July um, at Kensington Palace Garden with with his brother, William. And, you know, we're just sort of, I think right now, the one thing we know for sure, Janine, is that this couple really wanted to take an extended parental leave. Got it. So I think we're going to expect that they're going to have a pretty solid summer break off. There may be some appearances here and there, but for the most part, I think they really want to spend this time, you know, in nesting mode with their, with our new family. Nice. Oh, I can't wait to see that, that big reunion. And, yep. and also I am wishing just rest on Megan. Yeah. And I know we have been there. That immediate <laughs> new baby mode Wallop. is intense. Yep. <laughs> It packs a serious punch on a lot of levels. Um, So, yeah, no, I know. I think, and they've had a a really like intense year, right? I mean, this has been uh, a a very intense journey for them. So, I too wish them um, rest and peace and joy. And and hopefully, you know, I think it's exciting to think of Archie and how thrilled he must be and maybe a little jealous. Um, But anyway, (laughs) we know about that too. It doesn't always go as smooth as you you wish, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Michelle, thank you so much for hopping on. I know you're super busy. Thanks, Janine. Always happy to talk to you. Next up, Julianne Moore on working with Stephen King and home life amid the pandemic. Stay tuned. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Academy Award-winning actress Julianne Moore is here, guys, beloved since the 90s for blockbusters like The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Nine Months, and The Big Lebowski. She went on to star in The Hours, Crazy Stupid Love, and of course, Still Alice, which earned her the Oscar for Best Actress in 2015. She also has two Golden Globes and two Emmy Awards, but now she's here to talk about something much darker, her role in a new Apple TV Plus series that will leave you on the edge of your seat, Lisey's Story, which is based on the best-selling novel by Stephen King. Hi, Julianne. It's so great to have you on. Hi, it's so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, no problem. Pleasure is all mine. Uh, so this show, I've been hearing a lot about it. There's a lot of buzz. Lisey's story, and you play Lisey Landon, a widow. So tell me a little bit about her character and and just what drove you to take on this role. Well, I mean, the thing that, that of course, uh, piqued my interest right away was that it's, it's a Stephen King novel, and and mm. I was so I was so excited because I'm such a big fan. And then, and then, secondly, this is a story. Really, it's a love story. It's a story about the relationship between a long and successful marriage um, between a couple. And I feel like that's so rare in entertainment. You know, when when we have love stories, it's usually about like, how am I going to meet somebody? Am I going to get married? Oh, look, I got married. The end. And for most of us, you know, I think we know that. Um, that that's really only the beginning when you're in a relationship. It's like, you know, marriage can be long and complicated and eventful, but, but what you share with that person and, and, and that the world that you build with them and the secrets of each other's that you, that you hold, you know, that's, that's sort of what, that's what a marriage is. And that's what this story is about. It's about the story about, about Scott and Lisey Landon and the kind of the, the life that they built together. And um, in this case, the world that they have built together actually manifests in a kind of an actual place that they go, a supernatural place that they go. So it's sort of a, so for me, I think this was a metaphor for, for what a marriage means, what a partnership is. And it's also scary and entertaining and, um, and fun like Stephen King is. So tell me about these multiple worlds, because we're going to see the past and the present. And, and like you said, something resembling like an alternate reality. Take us into the process. How did you approach playing different versions of the same woman in these, in these different settings? It was pretty crazy. It was that was actually one of the things I really loved about it. Is there are four timelines. There's the current time. There's kind of a about seven years earlier in their marriage, and there's then you kind of go back to when they met, and then when they were first dating, and then they got married, and then you go back to when they were children. And some of these timelines actually exist, and and then some of these timelines are what is remembered 
by Lisi while she's in another timeline. So there are all these kind of layers of reference. Um, I, I like that too, because I think that's sort of how we experience our lives. And we don't, we don't experience our lives as linear. You know, whenever you're in a, 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 pre, a present time, you carry all your memories and all of your experiences with you. And it's not very difficult to kind of dive back into them and to even wonder why you did something or how, it, did it happen? Did, do you remember it correctly? Is it just a memory? Is it real? You know, all of that. So, so, and, and in working with someone like Pablo Lorraine, who's such a, such an incredibly talented director, and he's who's really who really understands emotion and and character and reality, but also has he understands style and genre. It's a way of, of expressing what's happening to a person when you're in kind of like like style or genre, like horror. You know that you know those feelings are expressed actually, you know, through like the horror action. Mm, okay, so I, I'm a scaredy cat. I'm not a big horror fan, but I'm wondering about you. Tell me about working with Stephen King, for one. It sounds like he's the reason you signed on for this, but are you a horror fan? And 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 how scary does it get? Well, I mean, I think, st- first of all, working with Stephen King is an absolute dream. There's nobody kind of more positive or present or collaborative or generous than him. You know, he was constantly telling us, you know, how wonderful everybody was. He, if he wasn't, if he wasn't on the set, he texts you after he saw dailies to talk about what he, you know, what he loved in a scene. Um, he's just a real, he's a partner. You know, this was, this is a book that he cared about a lot. And so that's why he wanted to write the, the screenplays. And you really did feel like he was, he was there collaborating with you and everybody on this, you know, Darius Kanji, who was our DP who created such a beautiful world. The actors were extraordinary. You didn't tell me that. Are you a horror fan? Like I like psychological (laughs) horror. I like, I don't like, I'm not a big slasher fan. I don't like don't find that scary. I actually find it kind of boring, boring, but I like ghosts and the devil and psychological horror and alternate universes and all of that kind of stuff. Like I said, I think that really great, um, really great horror is, is an expression of feeling. And I think we like to feel, you know, I think I like to feel, it's like to feel something kind of over, you're like, Whoa, you know, what's happening. I mean, I think that's, I think that's very exciting for me, that kind of, like I said, that kind of horror with somebody's chasing you with a knife, it's just, that's just darn right scary. That I, that's like not my. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so has your husband Bart or your kids seen this yet? And, and what did they have to say about seeing you in this role? They ha- Bart saw the first episode with me and he thought it was absolutely beautiful, but he hasn't seen anything else. And my kids haven't seen it yet because they're both, you know, one's at college and one's in grad school. So they're doing their own thing, but hopefully they'll watch it. I don't know. They've never, I've never encouraged them to watch anything that I've done or, you know, not, I think I always feel like, you know, as your, as your, your kids are interested in your parent, like as your parent, you know, nobody ever wants to go to their mom's office. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you were my mom, I would be at your office every single day, but, (laughs) but fine. (laughs) Oh, wait, speaking of offices, uh, you, you're tasked with clearing out your, your husband's office on this show. And I'm just wondering, like, what's, what is your office? Like, are you a pack rat? Like, would, would it be difficult to clear out your office? 
I'm just not too, what I find is the one place that I have my office, I don't ever work in. For some reason, I always want to spread out the table and have some stuff around me. So I'm like, I'm actually reevaluating like what I think my office should be. Like, and what I, what I realize is like, I like to have a room. <laughs> this is going to sound so lame, but I, I really <laughs> like to have space. It's important for me to have private space to do yoga in. That's the place that I feel like I need to be alone and I can have. And then in terms of like doing work and email, whatever, I'm just happy at the dining room table. That works for me better. That was Julianne Moore. For more on her and her Apple TV Plus show, Lisey's Story, head over to people.com. And now, something to make you smile. A Waffle House in Birmingham, Alabama, is dishing out more than breakfast these days, and they are supporting one of their own. 18-year-old Timothy Harrison was ready to miss his graduation from Woodlawn High School because he didn't have his cap and gown, tickets, or a ride to the ceremony. So instead, he threw on his work uniform and went to his job at the restaurant. When he arrived, though, his manager, Cedric Hampton, had one thing on the staff's to-do list, get Timothy to his graduation. The entire team at the restaurant banded together to get him clothes and even his cap and gown and drove him there. Listen to what he had to say about this moment. We're going to help guide him. This is just the beginning for us. We're not going to just let him graduate. We've been keeping an eye on him, make sure he's still doing what he's supposed to do. And I'm going to mentor him until he figures out and we're going to take care of him. So sweet. Everybody needs a boss and coworkers like that. Let me tell you. Talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs> 